Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, my partners in Zoom television pilots, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we got lots to talk about. We got a little quarantine best practices episode on tap. Uh, but before we get to that, one of the things that we like to practice uh, is doing business and making money with this podcast. I dare say that's our favorite best practice uh, here at the Happy Ranch. So, Piper, why don't you tell us about our new business partnerships? Yeah, our our new business partnership for the next several episodes is the Gospel Project. So, uh, first of all, they deserve a big thank you from us because they were going to sponsor the live Happy Rent recording live at Midtown. And when we were forced to cancel that because the world has been canceled, uh, they did not cancel their sponsorship with us. So thanks to uh, Aaron Armstrong and the others at Lifeway and the Gospel Project for sticking with us through these trying times. You guys are the best. Um, they're the real heroes, Piper. Yeah. Aren't they? Aaron, you're the real MVP. Um, <laughs> so the let's not bury the lead on this. They are offering a free ebook to all Happy Rant listeners. You can also share this online if you'd like, because I'm sure they'd like to give away a ton. If you go to gospelproject.com slash happy rant, you can see all the details. It's an ebook called The Church is a Family. And uh, it is written by Aaron, who's a very good writer. I used to co-host a podcast with him. He's a good friend. And then Chris Surratt, who's another friend from Lifeway. Both of those guys have been, uh, they are writers. They're, they've been in church leadership. So this is a this is a free ebook for all of you listeners, gospelproject.com slash happy rant. At the Gospel Project, you can also check out uh, all of the other details about the curriculum that the Gospel Project is. So they have kids' curriculum, students' curriculum, adult small group, and Sunday school curriculum, kind of depending if you want to do a long-term thing or shorter-term studies. The basic idea is this is a study of uh, the entire sort of redemptive historical arc of Scripture, so the narrative of Scripture pointing towards Jesus that you go through systematically over time. So we use it with the kids' ministry at our church. Ronnie, do you guys use it with kids at your church, too? We do, and it's epic, and we love it. The kids love it. I mean, I, I couldn't say enough great things about it, for yeah. sure. So the, the stuff is the stuff I'm most familiar with. Our children's ministers love it. Uh, they, they have all sorts of other resources for parents as well. So again, go to gospelproject.com. Check that out. Uh, go to gospelproject.com slash happyrank. Get your free ebook. Um, you will not be disappointed. Uh, our other sponsor is Dwell, who you've heard about, but they have a unique, cool offer during this time that I want to highlight. So you've heard me talk about how great the app is as an audio Bible app, but they are offering 60 days free to churches. So the whole church can get 60 days of free access if somebody from the staff reaches out to them to get it set up. So if you are on staff at a church, you're an elder at a church, if you're a, you know, if you're a lead pastor, children's minister, whatever— if you email COVID19 at dwellapp.io, COVID19 at dwellapp.io, they will set your whole church up with access to dwell for 60 days. Now, hopefully that by the end of that 60 days, we are no longer dealing with COVID-19. We don't know. But uh, that's a pretty great deal because they've been running a pretty sweet discount, discount with us for several months now. But to get the whole church on there for free is uh, is pretty great, especially as people are just sort of out of rhythm. They don't have the same patterns of being in the Word. There's a lot of people who are very frustrated, very fearful, very isolated. So this would be a pretty great thing to offer your church. So email COVID19 at dwellapp.io. 
they will get you set up with access for the whole church for two months, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. As was your promo work, Piper, as always. Thank you. Yeah, I was was a little uncertain heading into those because um, I didn't look at the details until we started talking to each other about five minutes ago. So no man, off the cuff it works for you. It's a good look for it you. It really does, man. It's a yeah. great look. And and I kind of just dropped it on you right there. So yeah, apologies on on that pipe. So are you no longer doing that book podcast with uh with Armstrong? I'm not. Once I stopped working at Lifeway, uh it it became a bit untenable to try to do this podcast, do that podcast, and uh, be good at my job at the church. So there was no; it was an amicable parting of ways. Simply, mm-hmm. simply a business decision. Uh, he <laughs> and Dave Schrader are still doing it, and actually, I think they they have brought on Scarlett Hiltabital as their third uh, host, and she's excellent and probably brings a much. Well, she's a lot nicer than I am, so I'm sure it has it has increased in pleasantness. And she's also funny, so hopefully they haven't lost any of that. Dude, is that how you pronounce her last name, Bidel? Or I thought it was Hilta Biddle. Is it Hilta Bidel? Yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, good. I'm glad I know that. Yeah. I don't know who this person is. Who is she? Author, writer, speaker, mom. I worked with her husband at Lifeway, Brandon. Uh, They're they're a great family. They have three daughters. Their third uh, daughter was adopted from China uh, maybe three years ago, something like that. And uh, yeah, just they're a great family, and she's... Um, like me, she is the, she's the child of a famous person. Her mother is famous for an entirely different reason though. You familiar with the name Victoria Jackson Mm. from Saturday Night Uh, Live? Vaguely. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her mom. So. No way, dude. She gets her mom's, uh, ability to be funny with a, a whole different sense of like level headedness and, and outward you know, wise Christianity. So she's got all that going for her. And then uh, her husband, Brandon, was a great dude to work with, really liked him as well. Uh, he's on staff. I don't know if he's officially on staff, but he's in leadership at a, a church called the Bridge Church here in Nashville, which is a great church too. So all in all, pretty wow. awesome family. Wow. Did you, this is the golden age for author, writer, speaker, moms. Don't you think? We're going to look back on this. This is, this is, Apex Mountain for that. When you know? when when will their children start writing the "I wish my mom hadn't" types of things? Like, are we like twenty years oh, away dude. from? Like, I mean, I wrote the I pastor's think we're kid. Years away from it. Yeah, yeah I wrote. I, mean, I wrote I the, which was sort of closer than we think. It, sort of the. I mean, the I mom was, author kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the the in, the influencers kid. Um, yeah, the influencers kid, dude. Legit. That's one hundred. Somebody's gonna, gonna write. Somebody's gonna write the influencers kid or like. How my parents ruined my life with a YouTube channel or something like that. Yeah, like I wish I'd had a normal mom kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fascinating, man. That's that that's really interesting. That is going to be cyclical, but uh, but nevertheless, great moment to be a uh, author, writer, pastor, mom uh, for sure. Tip of, tip of the cap to all those ladies. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold boys, on. we have author, yeah. writer, influencer, mom, not pastor, mom. We did, you know, no, some, somebody speaker. got super speaker. triggered, super triggered by your use oh, of the word. Yeah, pastor. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to get our, uh, our non editing post-production company to edit <laughs> yeah. that out. Um, which they won't do. If, but if uh, Owen Strachan listened, he would be very offended right now. So, whoa, uh, Piper. Oh, sorry, Piper. sorry, I forgot our rules. Easy. Sorry, guys. Dude, what is the, even the name of our post production company? I've forgotten. What What are those guys called? Resonate. Um, resonate. resonate. Yeah, resonate. Edit out that that stray can comment too. Doggone it. Um, yeah, more we could say there vis a vis 
just some music that dropped last week. But uh, nevertheless, boys, we've got uh, we've got business to do here on the podcast. We got to talk about best practices, and uh, I want to run a couple of like people groups by you and see if any of these resonate. Okay. Um, like person type number one, the guy who, whenever you talk to him, insists that he's loving this, um, quote, nothing has really changed for me guy. Um, he's getting so much done. Do you, do you guys encounter this personality type as you move through COVID-19? Yes. Uh, Occasionally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, totally. It's the th- this this is the I I think it's well. There's two different camps that this that this falls under. One is like the the underemployed guy, who sort of uh-huh. he just sort uh-huh. of makes ends meet by doing the occasional odd you know video editing thing or whatever. Uh, yeah. And so he basically doesn't have a life anyway. Um, and yeah, and then the other is just a liar. They're just lying yeah. about this. Where they're. They're they're so manically positive about this that they're like, yeah, I, I feel as good as I ever did, and uh, yeah. you know, kind of made some adjustments to this, but but life's going on and everything's great, and uh, stuff's going great for my family, dude. Yeah, yeah, kid, kids yeah, are so to- kids are totally loving it. Made the transition from you know from their Montessori school to being home, and uh, yeah, everything's everything's great. Wife and I are getting along great. You know, you know, some conflicts yeah. here and there, but but overall, uh, yeah, things are good. I totally don't want to kill anybody who lives in my house. You know, yeah, yeah, going great. What did you say, Ronald? It's all the Enneagram Sevens out there, essentially, man. Dude, really? You think you think uh, this is this is a good moment for Sevens? Oh, one hundred percent. Because they just they they tend to they're pain avoidant, and so they do Mm -hmm. everything they can to just kind of keep the party going and keep all the good times alive. This is a good moment for Enneagram Sevens to lie. Is what it is. Because well, they they hate yeah, this. This is this is their nightmare. But because they're pain avoiders, they can't yeah. admit that. So they have to put the spin on everything. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's just them in life anyway. You know, in, in, in for for an Enneagram Seven for sure. But yeah, and they're like, so there's going to be this thing like like what what came up when you said that Big T was like there's like a glibiness with some people where I very don't think glib. Yeah, I just don't think this is a moment where you should be so glib. I mean, it's okay if you've like, you know, found some new rhythms and you're figuring some of this out. Like, that's good. And you should be mm-hmm. pushing and moving towards that to the best of your ability. But I mean, like, we have to acknowledge that this is like a really bad time for some people. And um, and so I don't know. I mean, there has to be like that balance where you're like, man, it's, you know, I'm, I'm figuring this out. My, you know, my, if my whole life hasn't been turned upside down, okay. But right. like some people's lives right. have. But yeah, but there is that sort of that vibe. There's that vibiness with some people that are just like, I'm pumped. It's like a sabbatical. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all my time. I've finished like 19 like extra projects that I had on the books. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, you know, whatever. We're going to have a baby in nine months. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like all of this stuff, right? So yeah, yeah. Pipe, here's another personality type. And, and this is more for like parents, but in every in every sort of parent and kid grouping or friend group, um, you know, most of the kids are normal. They're kind of like doing their online school, having trouble filling the rest of the hours. There's always one kid who like taught himself to play the violin, is learning a new language, who's kind of ruining it for all the other kids. You know what I mean? Such that like like my wife is super mad that our kid isn't that kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if that kid didn't exist, it wouldn't be an issue. 
Have yeah, you run the, into that? The, cur- the Curve Breaker family. The Curve Breaker. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And that's the, right. those families, they're, 100% of them are very loud on social media. They're so proud of their honor totally. homeschool student uh, for his work in Latin grammar. Um, yeah, I would like to hit him over the head with his Suzuki uh, violin <laughs> books and, uh, and make his parents be quiet. Pipe, I love that you knew those were Suzuki violin books. That That is massively impressive to me right now. That's okay, amazing. Full, full disclosure, do you want to know why I know that? I do. Because you, you took violin lessons? No, I didn't. I, my, I was the one kid in my family who never took an instrument because my parents gave up. Um, I was the fourth right, kid. and my th- you, it was over? My, right. my three older brothers put them through such hell that they gave up and did not make me take it. They put me in choir, but I didn't have to learn an instrument. No, it's because I saw on Facebook earlier today that my alma mater, Wheaton College, who normally hosts like the Suzuki Violin Festival – uh, oh, and they had go. to cancel it, it or they're doing it online or something. So it was fresh in my mind. Subtext, recruiting pretentious kids and their yeah. rich parents festival. That's right. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, they, they are recruiting the kids who I would like to beat over the head with the violin totally. books, for sure. Dude, that's who goes to Wheaton, though, for sure. Ron, can I can I go a couple of minutes on this Suzuki music thing with you, though? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious. Like, So Suzuki also makes motorcycles. Is this yeah, the same I, company? I don't. I mean, dude, that's a great question. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, how many dude, Suzuki's just love, are out yeah. there? Yeah, I don't know. If, like, I just if you love say the Kawasaki, idea of a... I'm going straight to motorcycles, so I'm imagining it's the same. Suzuki. I don't know. I, dude, I love the I idea of Suzuki... a, a company. Yeah, a company that's that diverse. You know what I mean? Well, it's like Honda is that diverse, right? I mean, they they like have like a million different products, and it's the same Honda, just different yeah. divisions of it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can like. Get a deal on piano lessons and like the new Suzuki like arm one twenty five like motocross bike. Exactly. I, I think exactly. Suzuki might be like the Japanese equivalent of the last name like Wilson. You know, so yeah, it, that too. It, that it, too. It, they could all be related. But well, because you're hitting totally d- different demographics with yeah. those kids though. Like the kid who's playing the Suzuki like violin book isn't also like, you know, bombing around on the on the dirt paths on their motorcycle you know what i mean yeah um, i mean i so didn't yeah i tip the I, cap I, to suzuki for that man. yeah That's just suzuki, good suzuki is that if they go from like motorcycles to really bad cars to like piano exactly. lessons like, right dude, that, if you want I mean, a car kind of that'll last I want for my life. miles maybe yeah. remember from the 90s like the suzuki samurais remember That's those little jeeps yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Those were such make, crap, but they looked awesome. Yeah, they were horrible, but like, yeah. but they didn't they cost like two hundred bucks, two brand new or something. But Dude, they like, cost like two hundred bucks, and they would roll over if you took a corner at like faster than, <laughs> you know, fourteen miles an hour. They would just literally roll over, roll over, and then just completely dismantle, fall apart, <laughs> completely fall apart. That's right. You know what? Do Suzuki's they, kind of like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, do they even make? Do they make automobiles anymore? Do you know? think they do on account of their automobiles being so bad so apologies to suzuki brass if you're listening but um but yeah not a not a great automobile company but they're they're killing the like violin book market right now so guys uh, yeah we can kiss that suzuki sponsorship goodbye we really can man i just see i put the nail in that coffin but I, i was gonna say suzuki really reminds me of us in the sense that not only do we do great radio we're also in the coffee business uh, so if you go to redbudcoffee.com, uh, you can get some Happy Rant blended 
uh, hipster coffee, even in the midst of this quarantine. They're still roasting. They're still shipping. Um, they're doing it with the utmost of safety. And um, that's a little promo for Redbud Coffee. Can Do we have a discount for our listeners, Piper? Yep. Use the code HAPPYRANT uh, at checkout and you get a 10% discount. It's pretty uh, – it's just constant. You can do that every order. It's not like a one-time use thing. That's just uh, – they're just set up for that. So use the code HAPPYRANT. Get your 10% off. It's really good coffee. I'm drinking their uh, their Colombian roast as we record this and enjoying it thoroughly. Big so T, that was a heck of a transition into that. Oh, baby. Thank I mean, I feel so like you're really influenced by Pipe on that one. That was that was expert-level uh, promo work. Right? Well, baby, you know I'm trying to better myself during this I know quarantine. You are. And okay, that's so I might have been listening that, yeah. to some old, some old show tapes, you know, listening to Pipe do his work. <laughs> the tape and, grinder. Uh, I'm, gr- I'm the tape grinder. I'm grinding through some tape. It's got your reel-to-reel up myself- there, man. Just letting the tape just... I got a little reel-to-reel, you know. I got a little room here that I don't, I don't let my family into and i'm like guys go away i'm listening to piper do promos i've actually got a tape guy who just cuts together all the, oh, promos, all the promos for me promos. so i can yeah. skip through the show content and, and then he and it. then he digitizes them for you so that you can just put them on your spotify playlist and just over and over again listen to all pipes promos. Dude, i've got a spotify that's just pipes promo work so if anybody wants that i can i can share it but um, Big T, you know, I'm not me, kidding, right? man. If, if I ever had somebody say, we'd like to hire you for some promo work, I, I'm not joking right now. It's going to sound like I am. I would literally just go back and compile all of Pipe's promos and just say, let me learn from the master. It's tape study. You know, it's it tape, is tape study. study. It, it is tape study. You're putting the work in at that point. Yeah. At, yeah, at, the, yeah, risk of, uh, at the risk of puffing up my own ego uh, larger than it already is, Ted, could you do a comparison of like, if you were going to study my promo work uh, uh-huh. like, what would that be like in terms of studying? Like, what fullback would I be compared to, or what left guard? Like, if you're just going to watch tape of one person of your favorite positions? Why does yeah, we're getting into this. We're getting into sports. Ronald's getting mad. No, well, hold on. I, I got a question like for Ron the... when this is done. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll, good, good, good. We'll yeah. come your way. Equal, Ron. equal time then. Yeah, baby, you are the you're like the Mike Allstott of fullbacks oh, when of it course, comes to Mike promo Allstott. work, in the sense that. Um, you can do it all, right? You can you can do a little feature back work. You can catch the ball. You can block. You're an, you're an all-purpose promo guy um, in the sense that regardless of the product, we're always getting great work out of you. So um, I'm going uh, to go with Mike Golstock. I feel Mike highly Gullstock. honored. All right, Ronnie, here's a question for you. Uh, if, if you were going to study the techniques of a – Somebody who has built themselves into the master conference speaker. <laughs> who would you compare? Yeah, my we're, promo ta- we're work speaking to? Ron's language now. Wait, do I have to sound all all PO'd and miffed that we're talking about conference speakers? Like, oh, <laughs> oh you, Judas, I mean, if it would help, again. if it would help, just imagine attending a conference, and I'm sure it'll put you in a bad mood. So uh, it's, <laughs> exactly. that would be perfect. We're speaking Ron's language, though. No, like who's who's the ultimate conference speaker? comp to pipe as a promo guy this is yeah just like that really yeah like that really the guy who's at every conference he's just you can always you no 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 (laughs) No, we'll talk talk like an a-lister that's always just solid you always want to listen to him i I feel like i'm just describing his dad right now but like i um that, that probably wouldn't be good um so besides johnny p yeah, man, that's a great question. I mean, I would say that you're just a uh, – I'm going to insult you somehow right now, Pipe, but um, I don't know. I mean, you're 
you're kind of a just you know yeah you're kind of the Frankie Chan of, uh, of this, is, uh, you know this I mean? is not an insult. I feel it's not an insult at all. No, dude, if we honest. could all make Frankie Chan money, we'd be in a dude, much better there is, place. Like, click on just literally just type Frankie Chan in on YouTube and just close your eyes and click on something and then click on something like you're gonna get the same Chan every time. I, I mean, it's consistent. If Maybe anything, I want some of those Frank Chan dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I want Frankie money. I mean, that goes without saying, Big T. I mean, that's like that's like saying you know that's like saying you want yeah. rich you know you, you want rich people dollars, right? I mean, exactly. You know, exactly. You want Arizona no, pipe, dollars? What you I want. want Arizona dollars. I'm a Sun Devil man. <laughs> I love it. Now I want to I want to run another wait another question by you guys. Yeah, I had to check my show notes for a minute. That's bad radio. Wow. Um, Piper, who has been the most obnoxious, like business influencer type guys? Cause these, these like leadership dudes, I'm sure they're all like, like the COVID-19 story broke, like 20 minutes later, they're trying to figure out how to leverage it for their own brand. Right. So, and, and these are the most delusional guys, right? These are the guys who think, yeah, the economy is going to crumble, but people aren't going to be able to live without my third tier leadership book. Um, so who, who's been the most like constant or obnoxious like voice from that that people group through this? Man, it's a category of people because the, the top leadership guys in this, you know, the, the, the John Maxwell's or Patrick Lencioni's or whatever, like they just they're kind of metronome like they just kind of stick to their brand and. They probably yeah. don't even run their own social media accounts. It's the obnoxious entrepreneur. So I texted you guys uh, about a week ago a tweet that I saw that about sent me over the edge. I was also in a very uh, an emotionally raw and sick of my children spot at that point. So it says this. Uh, if you don't come out of this quarantine with one, a new skill, two, your side hustle started, and three, more knowledge, you never lacked time, you lacked discipline. Uh, mm, so that. Yeah. that was by oh, a gentleman. Well, gentleman might be a bit aggressive, but Anwar Douglas was his name. Uh, that That is the epitome of the entrepreneurial BS that is being flung during this time. Uh <laughs> That yes, these are uh, the most obnoxious things that are happening on the interwebs right now. It's it's uh, making yeah, people feel economy, guilty for making people feel guilty for having a hard time navigating a thing that nobody knows how to navigate. The economy is definitely going to be able to support everybody's stupid side hustles after this is over, <laughs> and we definitely want to hear all about them. Um, Ronald, who who else is uh, like leadership wise? Who who are you hearing a lot from during this? Oh man, there's one guy that I'm not going to say his name because um, I just because he's kind of part of our tribe a little bit. And but I just I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know, man. I, I'm all stuck right now. Dude, do we have we, we have leadership guys in our tribe? I, I thought know, those things just, were kind of mutually exclusive. Like, it's you know it goes back to what Pipe said a little bit. It's more of like it's not guys just trying to it just it's not guy it's not dudes just trying to say something encouraging, but it's more of like the what we should be doing kind of yeah kind of yeah. kind of tweets and like posts. You know it's more you know it's like it's like the get her done kind of mm. kind of posts, right? Yeah, it's like dude, yeah. like like you should be doing this. Use this time for this. Use this time for that. Again, 
Yeah, like it's people making a lot of assumptions about what we have with our time, what we should be doing with our time. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, again, it comes off like super glibby, which, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. One person's glib might be another person's encouragement. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't know. But it's like those kind like, Anything, you know, I'll just be honest with you guys, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. COVID or no COVID. And I think we were talking about, weren't we talking about this the other day on, on, on Mag 7, which was like just those, oh. high, those high leadership, those, those kind of high leadership posts. They, I don't know, man. They're, they're always just a little, they're a little weird for me anyway, right? I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe because I just, I shy away from the leadership ish kind of stuff a little bit. So, that's just not me. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not like drawn to that because it feels gimmicky and, you know, it feels like, oh, I got to buy another like quarterly journal to start like, you know, doing my daily, uh, you know, how to date, you know, how to, how to, how to put my days together, you know, by the minute and the hour. Dude, I don't, how to crush your day, man. Just crush, crush your day. Like I want to be a day crusher, big two. That's what I want. <laughs> Baby, you are a day crusher. I feel like you're already a day crusher. We, you know, you know what's been nice though is uh, one of the phrases that has gone away during this that these guys love to use: "Killing it." Because we're not allowed to use Killing that one currently. It. Yeah, that that one exactly. that one needs to that one needs to be uh, shelved until oh, until you know yeah. things are a little safer. So it's you know on the plus side, I guess that one's gone away for a minute. But yeah, I along Dude, with these, along these with guys Obama really say, they really. They really say killing it, Piper. These guys. Oh yeah, dude's totally killing it for sure. Yeah. Guys, I yeah. want our first. Uh, I want our first pod after COVID. I want to call it killing it. So let's <laughs> so write that down. Wait, how long after sure. COVID? Like, I feel like this is one Literally of those hashtag like too minute, soon like things. The minute, the minute it's announced that we're like in the clear, man. I want to record an app immediately called Killing It. Folks, this is Killing It by the Happy Ramp Podcast, brought to you by Suzuki. Fine purveyor of dirt bikes and violin instruction manual. <laughs> Piper, I, what were you going to say? You had something say, serious I, you were going to lay the, out. The thing with these, the leadership guys who, who Ron's talking about, these entrepreneurial guys that I'm talking about, it it's amazing to me that within 72 hours of realizing that this is a pandemic and life is going to be fundamentally changed for an unspecified amount of time, they all had figured out exactly what's supposed to happen next. Totally. Our government had figured it out. Piper. No governments yeah. have figured it out. Scientists haven't <laughs> figured it out. Economists haven't figured it out. Bankers, nobody's figured it out. But these guys, these guys figured <laughs> out how to live their best life now. And I think it's because they don't think about anybody else. Yeah. When that's you are true. only thinking about yourself, it is very much easier to figure out what is supposed to happen next because the effect on other people and how you come across just don't matter. So, they, yeah, there is a. Ron used the word glib or glibbiness, which is a great version of that word. Uh, I, I think it's just a massive lack of self-awareness. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. <laughs> glib is the nice way to put it. I just – yeah, they come off as so unself-aware that like they put this stuff out and, and it, just, it just lands with a thud, total lead balloon. Mm. Yeah, when you don't have to actually lead anybody, it's probably pretty easy to think of yourself as a great – leader of men. Um, leadership is always more fun to dream about than actually do. I think, you know what I mean? Um, actually being a leader is probably a lot it's harder because than like leadership is not a dreaming thing. about it. Leadership yeah. is, 
you either you either are doing the work of of like being in relationship with people and having influence over people and helping people solve problems and a lot of really sticky complicated situations thinking strategically for people mm. or you're talking about leadership which is a very tidy concept until you put it into practice yeah it's more something do you do, than body for sure you know do pastors in our tribe even read like leadership books is that even oh, a thing oh dude I mean, pastors dude, in our dude, tribe. Dude, tell have me. Leadership. I don't know. Well, I don't really? know. Like, I'm thinking. Of, well, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of. Uh, well, out of pipe, you probably have a better handle on that. Being at Lifeway as long as I mean, I'm thinking of Al Mohler's leadership book, right? From I don't know, oh, two or three years ago. Interesting. Um, it's it's because I feel I like back back when I was around and I cared about this crap like ten years ago. No, nobody was like everybody in our tribe would have been sniffy and dismissive about a leadership book. Well, I don't but, know if they're hot right now, pipe. Like I don't there uh, there's not a ton of those books coming out right no, now, right? No, the, the might be cold. The hotness it. right now is like the social science book. So where it's yeah, like it, so like Malcolm Gladwell sort of kicked this stuff off, but you've seen yeah, like it from, fake Gladwell. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but then like uh who is it? Is it Duhigg? Charles Duhigg who did The Power of Habit. You have uh the book that came out a few years ago called Quiet about introverts. So it's all these books about understanding, you know, changing yeah. minds and habits and and people's personalities like the Enneagram kind of fits into this. Yeah, it's more understanding who you are rather and, than uh, what to do. So yeah. I feel yeah. like that's the shift now uh, away from like seven practices of the best leadership, you know, because like Patrick Lencioni was the leadership hotness. And actually some of his stuff was really foundationally good, probably seven to 12 years ago. Uh, and now, yeah, now it's a lot more the, the kind of understanding that the human psyche and, and how did we get this way and that kind of stuff. But, but you're not wrong, Ted, in that there, there is an entire camp of people who turn up their nose at all that stuff. Like if it's not Charles Hodge, what are we even doing here? Um, yeah. and so their version of a leadership book is reading, you know, Puritans on ministry, and then, <laughs> then there's a camp of people who are gravitating towards all, you know, kind of this other, all the new, the new ideas, the new old ideas on leadership or influence or whatever. Dude, here's a question. Who's going to be the Christian Gladwell? You know what I mean? Who's, who's like trying me. to occupy that space? No, yeah, baby. That... Like respectfully, I don't think you're that guy, man. Dude, you're going to you're gonna be the, dude, no, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be the Christian guy that guy i'm the that's why See, I said the, it. nobody can be the christian gladwell guy unless they're like on the progressive side because gladwell has made millions of dollars and sold millions of copies of books without ever drawing a conclusion yeah that's true and so you can't draw you, in the christian world at least on like the conservative side of things you have to draw a conclusion like you have to land somewhere and be like Therefore, yeah it's we believe felt- this it's yeah. felt need based, yeah. So and you gotta have that need sort of fulfilled by the end of the book. So yeah, for sure. Dude, Gladwell is a cash cow, man. That guy's done so well. It's just fascinating. You know, it's 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 fascinating that there was a market for that. He's a brilliant storyteller. Like his books have he gotten is. progressively less interesting because you kind of know the the MO. But, shtick, yeah. but he's a really good like when he writes for what is it the Atlant um the Atlantic or whatever it is so his sort of longer form storytelling journalism pieces which is where he got his start yeah. he's a phenomenal uh, storyteller type of journalist long form journalist dude speaking of journalists man I just read this piece pipe on the Ringer about um, Liberty University and Falwell and like the whole football program thing oh. you should you should check that out yeah no it's fascinating like it's it's really <laughs> 
just the confluence of like God stuff and money and big time college sports and Hugh Freeze and just that whole thing. It's it's pretty fascinating. But uh, boys, we are uh, we are drawing this thing to a close, and that now we're just three guys on a phone call. It seems like. <laughs> um, but, but we we left well, all that I, all the magic can, Ronald got left on. Can I uh, can yeah, I ask I, a can I ask a closing question? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we have you know we've kind of gone through these various types of people who are brilliantly handling this quarantine. Uh, if mm-hmm. you could describe yourself as a type, gentlemen, how would you describe yourself? So not not just this is not a how are you doing question. This is a how would you describe how you are doing question. So my our quarantine types. Yes. What is your quarantine type? That's good, Pipe. Um, I think <laughs> this is going to sound obnoxious. Kind of just a less angry version of my normal type. <laughs> like, <laughs> Really? You're less angry? I don't mean that pointed at you. I'm just angry. surprised that this didn't bring out more anger. Uh, I, I'm less busy. You know what I mean? So, okay. So I am an introvert, but I live in a world of extroverts in the sense that I teach in a comm arts department at a university. So like all my colleagues are extroverts. A lot of my students are extroverted. So like in real life, people are just constantly like pumping words into me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a bucket (laughs) and everyone's just dumping their words into me. Um, So that's taken a big downturn since this so i think i'm just like a little more chill chilled out like a little bit less on edge because i've got fewer people just like dumping words on me all the time if that makes sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) ronald yeah so i'm like you know i would be more of the um I, I tend to get really reflective. I'm like waxing lyrical all the time. Like I'm, I've got poetry going on through my head all day. My wife is hearing me say like, you know, all of these existential things driving her up the wall. And um, so, yeah, I, I tend to go into that mode, which is really just kind of useless for most people, mm-hmm. including my wife, mainly my <laughs> wife. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know. I, I, I tend to get like I, when I have a little bit of space. Um, I just, I tend to go there. That's where my, uh, that's where my Enneagram four takes me. And I'm, mm. you know, I, I just, I tend to go creative and, and ridiculous, creative and ridiculous is how that's probably what my, uh, that's probably what my memoir is going to be called someday. Ted. Can I go straight it, baby? Or uh, you got Jared? I mean, is that even, that. is that even <laughs> a question? I mean, that's, that's not even a question. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have Piper write the forward and do all the promo, and I'm going to have you ghostwrite it. You know, I mean, I got a, I've got a number that we need to meet, like dollar wise, but we can, we can talk about that off camera. We share the same agent, so we're good. We're going to figure it out. If the, if the numbers are right, man, I'm in. Numbers are right, Ted. If speaking as a marketing guy, if you're smart uh, with a book that's bound to be that successful, you want residuals, not upfront money. So, oh, absolutely. I went back and all day long on that, Piper. I mean, that thing's going to. I, I said we were going to be doing promo, not marketing. So, oh, I, sorry, just, I went into agent mode there for a second. Uh, my bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, rescind that. We're sorry, oh, Andrew Olgamuth. Do you think we could start a literary agency, the three of us? One hundred percent. No, because none of us want to do the work. <laughs> That's true. I hate that kind of work. <laughs> Let me be clear. The, the reason all of us have an ag- the reason all of us have an agent. I think we all have the same agent. Is because we hate 
hate hate that part of the, yeah. that part of the work. That's true. We would I mean, be the I worst would have, agent in the history. I would have an agent for my agent. <laughs> if I could do that. Just to, just to keep adding the layers to, to, to more of it, you know? Oh, by yeah. the way, um, we were talking earlier, I think, on Mag7 about, uh, you know, just sort of how you said how you resolved your thing with Jared C. Because he finally emailed you back. But yeah. I, uh, I promised Jared C.'s brother, Jeremy C., that I was going to give him a shout out because he told me the other day on the phone. <laughs> he said, he said, Ronnie, he said, baby, he goes, tell, tell T he can write me anytime and I'll get back to him ASAP. Wow. Jeremy, so Jeremy, Jeremy C, he's going to get, there's not even going to be a hesitation. He's Jeremy C is a real guy then. I, I thought he was made up. I thought that was no, a No, no, Jer- Jeremy C is legit. He is the brother of Jared C. And he Dude, said, tell me hey, about Jeremy C. What, what kind of guy is he? Where, do, where does he live? What does he do? Tell well, he me everything, baby. Okay. He lives in Houston. He's planning a church. And he just <laughs> wanted me to inform <laughs> you that his email skills were just like on point. Oh, okay. All right. Dude, let me think about it and kind of just kind of pray about it. Yeah, um, pray about that. As far as, um, yeah. My favorite as far as my favorite thing about that is the brotherly rival subtext of, well, I'm clearly better than my brother at this, which yeah, I have yeah. I have a strong emotional resonance with. So, yes. Well, I, and Jared's response to that would be I'm too busy to email cuz cuz of my 14 book deals that I have right now. So, like they both have their they both have their ways to win. Um yeah, yeah maybe, sure. maybe I'll do that, baby. I, yeah, I love how you're you just... email. I'm going to forward you his email address, man, and at your own goodwill and pleasure, you can. Baby, is there anybody you don't know in the C family? Like, what are the parents like? What are what What are Jared's mom and dad like? Yeah, you've so, done like uh, holidays so, with them. Yeah, so so Jack and uh, and uh, Janie are uh, they're great oh, people. I'm kidding. Jack I don't know them. Janie, I know such good people. Such salt of the earth. It's all J's. Jack, Ron, James. listen, they give you the shirt off their back. You know, those kind of people. Oh, uh, all the times I've spent in Texas with those guys. Oh, man. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of Texas barbecue with the Wilsons. Uh, going by and just what we do is we pull up to where the old Astro World used to be and yeah, just look at it yeah. fondly, the ruins. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes um, they'll even take me to the Astrodome and we'll like run around on the AstroTurf and we'll dream mm-hmm. about what it was like mm-hmm. watching the uh, Houston Astros back in the day. Dude, I bet Jack Wilson is a rich rancher in Texas. Oh, he's huge. he's one of the big he's one of the big guys. One of the big guys. One of the big ranchers. Really, and I would have pegged him. Of, I would have pegged him as like a small town newspaper man. No, he's really? one of the no, he's Uh-oh. one of the big cattle guys. In fact, he's partnered with Matt and Eddie Chan. He's one of the big <laughs> cattle guys. Stuff. Yeah, and he's all like, "Yeah, I'm proud of my son and his little books and all that." You know, yeah. I kind of wished he had become a titan of industry like me, but. You know, it's nice he's got his writing. I kind of wish he would have started a beef company like my other uh, adopted son, Matt Chandler. But, you know, that's just hasn't. (laughs) Or planted a church like my other adopted son, Ronnie Martin. You know, but in lieu of all that. He's he's doing fine. Yeah, he's doing okay. By the way, yeah, the Wilson steaks are fantastic. (laughs) Shout out to Jack and Jane, man. Just good people. So, yeah, we got to get. We got to bring Wilson Steaks on as a sponsor for a future app. Oh, uh, 100. I'm working on it, boys. It's going to be Dude, big. How, all kidding aside, how has like Maddie Chan's steak company not been a sponsor so far? I feel like that's perfect. Pipe, can you work on that, man? You know him, don't you? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but. You introduced me to him at uh, T4 or got one of the conferences last year. Yes. I mean, I, I, but it's not like I have a cell phone number to text him or something. I we could. Uh, right. I wonder if we could work that out. I'll uh, I'll take a look and see what we can figure out. 
Dude, one hundred. You, you got to get that. Are you telling me, Ronald, that you got a little one-on-one, like face-to-face time with Matt Chan, Matty Chan? Matty Chan? Yeah, I mean, just for like a minute. Wow, be. baby, how was that? I mean, he's uh, he was a tall guy in a polo shirt. I mean, it was great. Yeah. You know, wow. it was great. No, that's exciting. I'm a dude. Chan fan. Yeah. I'm a Chan fan, man. I'm a big fan. So yeah, know. making moves, man. Making moves. You know, Channy Sticks. Next sponsor. Uh, oh. What, what's the name? What was the name of his? Of his? What's the name of his company again? I mean, uh, I know isn't it Tex- Texas Craft Steaks? Oh man, what mm. a great name! Is that That's the name a of it? Great name, dude. Is that the Suzuki same letters Craft. as the Village Church TVC T? Did he line that up? T. I can't count or spell, so I don't. You know, baby. He actually he sold the steak company to Suzuki, so <laughs> Suzuki handles that. It's Suzuki Foods. It's a subsidiary. But boys, one day we will we will be able to sell this show to Suzuki. I hope and just I would love to get Suzuki suits on board. Yeah, we need to reap the benefits financially. It's time. It's time for some. Send us some of those two hundred dollar Jeeps that they manufacture. Yeah, dude, dude, I would take one of those like late eighties vintage Suzuki Samurais right now. Take your life. I would. Yeah, I would not be comfortable cornering in it. I would just drive (laughs) it in a straight line. So, um, I would only drive mine in Texas. When I'm going to pick up my uh, my head of cattle, is that how you would phrase that? Head of cattle, I think so. That sounds good to me. That sounds about right. Yeah, nice straight flat roads in Texas. Boys, we have done what we always do on this program, which is Wait, hang, uh, on, how about... hang on one second, one second, yeah. Big T. Yeah, Pipe, yeah. Because get... there's no way I want to end this right. Now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Are you busy? Yeah, are, yeah exactly. Were you starting up another like phony football league on the on your block? Dude, I mean, what's going on with yeah that? i'm starting it i'm st- i'm working on my side hustle because i'm gonna be side hustle guy in the right. suffering way when you get our when you get our deal with uh texas chan steaks uh-huh. dude why don't you get us get us a live gig at tvc man why why have we not played in the great state of of tx have, i want you to work on that man come on Well, all right. Well, we can we can discuss details. I have feelings about Texas. Um, Oh, jeez. For those for those who would like to know what my feelings about Texas are, just read John Steinbeck's description of Texas in Travels with Charlie. Uh, It will make you laugh. It will make Texans cry, and it uh, it will it sums up my feelings in general. So, yeah, we we can talk about that though. All right, dude. I'm working on my book called Travels with Ronnie. and I'm not going to rest. You're on. You're on volume four right now. Exactly. There's a lot of travels. As I'm long not going to rest. Start it in Fort Wayne and end in Toledo, baby. Baby, no. We're going to start in Fort Wayne. We're going to stop. Stop over in Toledo. We're going to end in Astro World in the Astrodome, oh, where we're going to do a live show next imagine? year. Can you, baby, can you imagine a live show in the Astrodome? I I absolutely can. Yes. I, yeah. Yes. Me too. Yeah, because I'm doing it right now. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to rest until that happens. So, I, who who owns like the Astrodome now? It just like, who sits we even there empty. Yeah, I mean, seriously, the last time they used it was for when they I don't know something happened, right? And they didn't uh, implode it. No, it's it's a national. It's a considered like a na- like a national monument or one. Like they can't. They're not allowed to like implode it. And then like across the street from the Astrodome used to be Astro World. They wiped that mm-hmm. out. But dude, like we should be, we should be able to rent out the Astrodome yeah. for live at the Astrodome. Like that. Yeah, I wonder what the numbers look like on that. We should. We need to look into it. 
I think it's only um, like 150k to rent it out. Yeah, well, and I, what I was thinking was we can we can trade out some sponsorships, like, and they'd probably let us have it pro bono. Oh, you dude, know, yeah, just, we'll get gospel, gospel between Gospel Project and Texas Chan Steaks. Texas Chan I mean, Steaks. I think we got it. I don't even think it's an issue. Red but coffee. Yeah, we'll be we'll be set. We'll be yeah. set. So, all right, man, I can't wait to play the play the Astrodome, dude. That's going to be unbelievable. Um, well, boys, this we, show has been. We got to time it right. They have a hundred and five million dollar renovation plan in place for the Astrodome right now, so we should wait until after that so that we get the shiny new one. Unless, of course, we want the, uh, the price break, the, the vintage one. Well, I'll tell you what I want. Pipe is the vintage one, and I want me and you to keep talking because Big T keeps trying to end this pod. <laughs> we will not allow that to happen. I know. I yeah. I like how he said he was less angry, and I can actually I can actually hear him backpedaling on that right now. This He's like, no, no, I'm more end. angry. I used to be less angry. Yeah, I take that back now. Yeah, no, this has been great, boys. It's your neighborhood league, Big T. This has been great. Um, <laughs> gosh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We've done what we always do in the sense that. We've done probably 17 minutes of actual content, and then we went for like 25 more minutes. So well, let's just not um, end it then and try to get some content in. Yeah. What do you want to talk about, baby? I don't know. Normally, we're always trying to end these things. Why don't we reverse it right now and try not to end it? Okay. Just do like a Senate filibuster episode where we just no, go I'm for kidding. hours. Please end yeah, it. Be like, yeah. Be like the Lord of the Rings movies where you're like, oh, it's done. Nope. Still got another ending. Oh, nope, there's another two one. Two more hours. Yep. Keep going. Dude, I hate those movies so much. <laughs> Do you, you guys really hate Lord mean? of the Rings? No, I dug them. Why did really? you Really? Yeah. Dude, it was, just, it was a bunch of weird people walking around in the dark for like three and a half hours. I was bored yeah, to death. Like, well, dude, they're, they're like mythical. Yeah, they're like hobbits and stuff. Dude, I got no, I got no use for hobbits and mythical people. I'm in, I'm you a, don't like no, mythical creatures. No, I <laughs> don't. I'm an Earth guy. I'm, a, I'm an Earth. I'm a real people person. You're an Earth you know guy. I mean? I'm a Middle Earth guy. You're a middle earth guy. You would fit in so well at my kid's school. Baby, if we got you an Augustine school polo and a little pair of khakis, you would, you would love it there. That's the low-key meanest thing you've said on this podcast in a long time. <laughs> is it really called Augustine school? Big yeah, sure I it beg is. you to tell me that that's not true. Uh, baby, I wish I could, but I can't tell you that it's not true because it is true. What is the, oh uh, what is the response if you call it the Augustine school? Uh, sneering and 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 uh, smugness, <laughs> immediate termination. Well, isn't immediate that the, is, is that yeah. not the response to like most things that you say? Though I, I feel well, like there yeah. should be a uniquely okay. smug response to Augustine. Yeah, there probably there's gradations of smugness. Okay, sure. it's so funny that it's called Augustine School. I mean, like it's not, it's the least surprising thing I think I've heard in three weeks. But like for some reason, it still surprises me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, baby. You should, you know what, dude? All kidding aside, the the type, Piper, the type of speaking that Ronald does, the type of like C and D list venues that he plays, it makes him a prime candidate for like an Augustine School fundraiser. Like that's the that's the <laughs> level of speaker we're bringing in, baby. Really we can get you to... a, <laughs> you know, I really know how to make a guy feel good, you know. I, I want to feeling really uplifted, right? <laughs> I want to see Ronnie uh, show up to that in his like Dead Poet Society school uniform look because I yes. feel like that would fit right in. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, when this whole thing is over, um, you can book me for that in like summer, like September 2021. T Piper, which uh, yeah, I will. I'm, I'm going to get right on that. Piper, which which Dead Poet Society character would Ron be? 
When you think of Ron's persona, which which kid from I that movie? I only remember is he? like Robin Williams and the dude it. who killed himself. So I, and he's neither of those. <laughs> although he would be closest to Robin Williams, but I don't know which student he would be. That the movie didn't he's... leave a great impression on me. Dude, really closer to Robin Williams? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think he's the I think he's the Ethan Hawke character, the kid that like. He gets that really nice, like leather desk blotter, and he's he's mad because his parents got him that the the previous year, and he like throws it in the river. That's my one enduring. Oh, is he like the kid movie. whose parents like don't love him? They just give him a lot of. Stuff. They just give him a lot of sweet. The kid stuff. we all wish yeah. we actually were. Dude, right? <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, my wish... parents expressed their their lack of love by buying me. I wish my parents awesome loved me that poorly. Like, that sounds. Yeah, I wish you loved me much less and just gave me a lot more cash. Exactly. In the end. In the exactly. end, the cash would have helped more than the love. Sorry, Dad. Exactly. Baby, we're going to get the cash, though, from our, our Astroworld show. I think that's true. In fact, I mean, all joking aside, I think Pipe is already probably working overtime on that steak deal from Chan. Well, he's being productive. It's his side hustle, if you will. That's what I'm so, saying. you know, he's, he's listened to all this good leadership input. I've taken an extra 50% uh, commission from that, too. We just we want to get that so bad. Right, dude. Right. So bad. Noted. I think I might ask them to pay me in prime beef, though. So that would be okay. Nice, that, that's man. yeah. That's your prerog. Yeah. That's so. your, absolutely. We All can right, do like end. a remote. Let's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're ready now. You're ready for me to end it. Okay. Yeah, I feel like sharks are being jumped, and oh yeah, now you know because they weren't five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Let's keep going. Let's try. Content. What's the longest pod we've ever done, fellas? What is Dude, it? we've Do gone we over that? an hour before, we but have. that was for good shows. Yeah, we're only shows ten minutes right away from that. I mean, we're going really long right now. We are. We're going. This is yeah, yeah. Dude, well, do you have another topic? I'm about this to revert to Ted five years ago and start answering mail and eating granola bars. So, <laughs> yeah. also, I'm I need a granola bar because I'm getting faint because we've been doing this for eleven and a half years. Come on, y'all. Yeah, it is lunchtime, isn't it, boys? Maybe we should all just go grab lunch, take a pause, and then let's just start eating while we finish the pod. Baby, I'm on a new diet. I'm like, you know, I'm doing uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, so I'm looking at another three hours before I start to eat. So wait a minute. You haven't even eaten yet today, Big T? Baby, not a bite. And that's I feel why like you're in, a, that's why you're in such a hangry mood right dude, now. Dude, I feel like a bag of, yeah, I, I, I feel bad. Kind of true. Um, kind of true. How long have you been doing it? <laughs> What's that? How long have you been doing this? I've only been doing it for like a week. So like You're the like feeling good part of it. Stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I started yesterday. No, I've been doing it for like a week. So so uh, allegedly you're supposed to start feeling really good when you do it, but that hasn't that hasn't kicked in for me. Dude, everybody that I know that does it, we have a few guys in the church that do it and they've been doing it for like a long time and they are literally I'm not I'm not just trying to say this, man. They're literally the skinniest dudes in our church. <laughs> <laughs> Which is saying something in a hipster church, right? Dude, I'm telling you. Between it. all the I mean, like between all the food activism and veganism and dude, you know, they stuff look, that you're dealing with. If I didn't need food so bad, I mean I would do it because they look fantastic. Dude, they look gaunt. They look scrawny. How's they your do? scrawn life going? Are you as scrawny as you'd like to be right now? I mean, I took up running again six weeks ago, which what? is like least favorite thing I've ever done. Maybe. I didn't know that you ever ran a day in your life. This is I did, fascinating. Back in, the day, back in the day. No, when I used to train for when I raced moto, I I was a I was a runner, literally like a what? runner. Yes. This is insane, dude. So did you get a nice little like pair of running shoes and like you had to get some new gear, right? I've had a nice pair of running shoes. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a treadmill from years ago, 
things yeah. sitting brand new in my base. I'm I'm just I'm using the thing now. Dude, so, so you're hitting the mill, man. You're hitting the hitting the treadmill. I love it. Yeah, wow. It's so horrible. I mean, it's literally everything I'm opposed to and hate. I hate running. Ted, yeah, so what brand of running shoes does Ronnie own? Uh easy. well easy one. It's got uh New Balance. Yep, that was no, gonna be my dude, guess. No, I only own two kind I only own two br- I'm a brand guy. I only own two brands of shoes. I have lots of shoes, but they fit into these two brands. The first oh, one Adidas. is Converse be, and then Adidas. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be Adidas. I, yeah. Well, I mean, New Balance was the other one that came to mind because I'm like, they're, they feel retro to me. And, I like New Balance. And I do. So, I mean, but I can't Adidas, wear them. Adidas and Converse also retro. So I would love to wear New Balance, but I've already given all of my allegiance to Adidas. No, that's you know? fair. Just, that makes sense. You know what I really want out of this podcast? I want a shoe deal. Dude, I want a shoe deal so bad. Is I want to like for us to get a shoe deal. Maybe I want to walk to the front door and open it and find a box of free shoes Can because you of this show. What that would be. How what do we got to do? Seriously, Pipe, with to all get a of shoe your deal? free time right now, are you trying to tell us you can't get us a shoe deal? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I, I'm not listening to the advice that we were given. <clears throat> My side hustle game is um, subpar. Um, I, yeah, I don't have a shoe deal for us. I don't even have a steak deal for us. Like, I don't. No, maybe but you're going to just kick me off the deal, podcast. Though. I mean, in fact, no, no, mercifully, no, no. kick me off right now, please. For the love of God, <laughs> you're going to get us that steak off. deal, pipe. That steak deal is a reality. It's a future. It's like glory. It's a future reality for us, man. We're going to get that deal from Dan. Steaks and shoes. S&S. That's where we're at. Um, Baby, aren't there like, there's got to be all kinds of little like bespoke like shoemakers in in Nashville where it's like $600 for one pair, you know. No, Um, Nashville's like where they make shoes out of garbage bags because it saves the earth or something. Like... You know, yeah, it's I'll like take a braided braided sandals of Kroger bags or something like that. Hype, I'll take Nashville's a pair of those as long as they're so Adidas. <laughs> Adidas Kroger bag shoes? I mean, yeah, as I'm long in. as they're Adidas or Chuck Taylors, I'll take a pair. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I really want a shoe deal, boys. So, listen, I, shoe I companies. I really want lunch. Yeah. <laughs> My, we gotta, I'm, a, we gotta, I'm a simple man. I, I just I want lunch. It, like, you don't just go. You're like I can't go until he shuts down. Well, I mean, I can I can hit I can hit stop on the recording whenever I want. I'm in control here. I'm trying to be considerate of my co-host, but I'm running fresh out of consideration, gentlemen. It's it's amazing that like the extra eight minutes we've been on just pushes everybody. Baby, it's been like twenty minutes. Seriously, we've stopped having room. It was at thirty-four minutes when Ted said, "Well, we've done what we always do," and we were at fifty-four minutes. It was not at thirty-four. We were so close to ending this. It was real close to thirty-four. Who do you think, out of all of our A-list listeners, wish wishes right now (laughs) the program was over? Who would you say wishes? All of them, a (laughs) hundred percent. We have saturated the market with. I wish this thing was done. I bet you anything. I will bet you. I will bet you a stake from Maddie Chan State Company right now, pipe that Jeremy C. Wilson is stoked that we're still. Maybe talking. is there a one one more thing? This is real content. Does Jeremy C.'s church, which is called like the Journey or the River or whatever, does it have a website where I can see Jeremy C.? Yeah, I'll send it over to you. I don't. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'll. He's just okay. dude. He's just at the front front end of planting but uh 
But dude, I got so I if I Google, okay. yeah, if I Google Jeremy Wilson church planner, here it is. Dude, dude. I don't know, man. I here, have to give that a shot. I here it freaking is, man. Leadership. Uh, yeah, the church. Jeremy sees the money, man. He got like this big, like kind of curly head mop. Like he, he, like he looks. Wait, no, the guy I'm looking at like has has a shaved head and a big beard and a huge family. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong guy. Well, maybe maybe that was before he grew out his hair. I mean, the, the other things you said were perfect descriptions. No, I think I'm looking at the same guy, dude. All right. You uh, so his bio says, I've been in full-time ministry since 2001, serving in various roles at my home church, Houston Northwest Church, which there my family is. joined when moving to Houston in 1991. Wife Danielle. Is this ringing a bell, baby? Is this I the guy? I think he does. Oh, dude, I'm going to email him. I'm doing it. Email uh, ASAP. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the contact us button here, so it's gonna go to his church email if he's listening. But um, yeah, just to recap, baby, I want a Suzuki Samurai from this show and a shoe deal. Um, so there it is, uh, Suzuki. If you're listening, shoe companies. If you're listening, we no, would like. Nobody to... is listening. We are an hour into this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pipe, we've done what we always do on this program, and we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics. Until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.